listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Welcome to episode 93 of Cinemental. How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? I don't know. But some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. Then why don't you kiss me like everybody else does? How about new? The thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. I came here like this so you'll know my word of death is true. And that my word of life is then true. everyone and welcome to another episode of the movie podcast we can only hope you enjoy listening to as much as we enjoy making my name is Stephen Hovicki and as always I'm here with my co-host Hassan Godwin and Latham Conger III. Our guest today has nearly two decades of experience working in the film and TV industry in various capacities mostly work in and on locations in New York City. He's also in the process of launching a radio show slash podcast that will be taking a deep dive into movie soundtracks. Mike O'Neill welcome to Cinemental. Hey guys thanks for having me. Well, thank you. I, uh, I virtual virtual air quotes met you on uh, as a as a regular and listening to the Rogue Matter podcast or the Rogue Wave podcast uh, that Hassan uh, co chairs. You uh, you hit me up and were like, "Hey, uh, I like what you guys are doing. Uh, you know, this is what I do. What do you what do you guys think? Think I can come on?" I'm like, "Ah, sure. Why not?" <laughs> yeah, I've been noticed a few of the shows like I was driving back and forth and just listening to you guys and uh, a few of them where you talk about some of the the more behind the scenes stuff. I was like, yeah, I feel like I could kind of shed some some light on some of that. It would be kind of fun to see how that works out. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm very, very happy to have you. Um, so what what exactly do you do when it comes to uh, in locations uh, in, in, in that department? Well, the, the one thing that I don't do that everybody always seems to think I do is I don't do so much scouting. Um, we send scouts out to find the places, but when they find, once they find the places, there's paperwork to be filed. I, I uh, specialize mostly now in getting permits, um, getting people paid, um, and just basically kind of arranging all the logistics. How do we, you know, how do we park all, all of our trucks in the street? Where's the crew going to go to the bathroom, that whole thing. And just, you know, so, so a bunch of other people find these spots. The director says, this is where we want to do it. And basically you're the guy that ensures that they can, and it happens. One of one of many. Yeah, right. I'm but that's I've, I've been your, the guy. that's your slot. <laughs> I most recently have been the guy in the office who does all the paperwork on the back end. So right on. So there's right on. that looking to get back out in the field and start uh, kind of being the person on the street that people actually yell at when they get mad that a film crew is on their street. <laughs> but um, but uh, I've been stuck in the office for the past couple of years. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's suffer from consumption. Uh, Mike, would you like to play this? You you want to play, Mike? Do you have a list of stuff that you've watched in the last can, uh, recent days? I can play. Uh, I might be cheating a little bit because my, uh, despite not having much to do, I'm not watching much TV. Oh, um, well, let's you know. see. And I wrote stuff down. That's not, believe me, that's not the worst thing to admit in the world. <laughs> believe me, it's it's not. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, so yeah, watched like like I said, watched the Bad Batch um, for right Star on. Wars Day. Figured that. Um, I've been. I got my hands on a on a PlayStation, so I now have a 4K oh. disc player. So ah. I've been going through all the Star Wars movies on 4K, and I'm up to uh, up to the Rise of Sky or yeah, Rise of Skywalker, which is I yeah I don't know. Sorry. I just need to need to build it up to actually <laughs> dive in ask, and watch it. 
Let me ask you a question and, and rewatching them on 4K or whatever. Do you really feel that you get more out of it watching it at that at that higher resolution than than on, you do? On those, they looked like absolutely new movies. Um, okay, right. I mean, we're we we were you know watching my dad's TV, which is he splurged a couple of years ago, so it's like an OLED, super high resolution, everything. So yeah, it's like we yeah. have the we have the perfect setup for for all the visuals but yeah i mean just like there's colors there that i never have seen before and it looked <laughs> he's gone it was, glad <laughs> it was uh, it was surprising like just okay. the things that jumped off out at you all right that's so that cool. was kind of neat because i was always like you know i've never you know a blu-ray is about as high as i've ever gone you know i've never mm-hmm. i've never felt the need to make the switch to 4k i never i never felt that beyond hd honestly the resolution beyond anything past 1980 for me was i think gilding the lily um, you know, I'm not going to sit there and, and, and check out every pixel of every image. And I don't need, you know, I mean, I have a 65 inch TV, don't get me wrong. And obviously higher, the more resolution you have on the, your TV, mm-hmm. the better it's going to look overall. I get that, but there just seems to be a limit, especially for me, you know, same thing with audio. You know, I download a lot of audio and I don't have, it's like, it's like, it's like wine and food people, you know, it's like, I don't have those. I don't have that thing in my ears that like if I hear something that was recorded off a solid gold CD and transferred to lossless audio, mm-hmm. I need, and, and my, my three minute song is, has to be a 50 minute file. Cause it has to have all those frequencies that I can't fucking hear in them. I, I don't care, you know, make me a, a three megabyte MP3 and I'm perfectly okay being able to listen to the song I want to listen to. And I want to listen to it and I don't need all that other bullshit, but that yeah. again, I'm, I'm just not that I don't have that thing where i have to have that extra but no i i get that i'm just, I'm just always curious to hear people's uh, opinions about that because i have a lot of friends of mine who are super cinephiles who go in for that next level whatever it might be and yeah. immediately start upgrading everything they can and i'm just like it's just a, it's, i know the jump from standard to hd was was well that's was con- significant you yeah, know that's considerable a, yeah. yeah especially nowadays if you go back and you like if you're watching like TV on one of the cable channels and it's something that hasn't been up res to like modern resolution and it's still at the old like you know 420 yeah. resolution and it comes through on your high def TV and the pixels are like the size of your thumb and you're like wow <laughs> is that look horrible yeah, yeah. no I, 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 I get it. it it makes it that makes a tremendous difference especially for the size of the TVs we're at but uh but I, I always find it interesting to get people's opinions on on going to that that higher resolution and, and you know, because I had a friend of mine who went to the 3D thing. It was just like he went out and, you know, every movie that they yeah. that? 3D <laughs> and the 3D TV and all that stuff. And I was just like, dude, I just don't fucking get it. <laughs> yeah, we we try. We my dad did that uh, a few years ago and got the 3D thing. And I saw a few movies that worked out all right. But for the most part, <laughs> I was like, nah, I <laughs> wasn't really worth it. Plus, it also kind of made my head hurt just having my eyes in the glasses the whole time and having everything look all weird. Right on. But yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, also also watch Mortal Kombat. Not going to go any spoilers because I actually fell asleep before the end. Oh, uh, because I put it on at a <laughs> put it on kind of late and missed a whole bunch. So I'll, I'll get back and rewatch it eventually. It's but brain budding. Yeah. Yeah. I missed that part. So uh, looking forward to it, though. <laughs> brain budding. <laughs> um, yeah. Falcon happen, Soldier. Don, in case you haven't figured it out yet. Didn't okay. Really. <laughs> I haven't said anything. I didn't have, I didn't, I, it I looked didn't, like you were pondering how that would temper be temper tantrum. <laughs> I didn't hit fit, so I'm okay. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, finished up a uh, Falcon or a soldier. 
watched Thunder Force, and then uh, For All Mankind has actually been the uh, it's a it's an Apple Plus series, which yeah. means that nobody is watching it, but it's it's really really good. They that's one about the, the Apollo. Episode is the best hour of TV this year. That's what they're saying. I wow. could uh, season finale. Yeah, it's it's definitely a contender if it isn't. Is it season two or one that they're on? Season two. Season two. So season three is coming up next. And it's just, yeah, it's just really well done. It's kind of like that. It's, it's basically, uh, if if you don't know the premise, it's the Russians beat us to the moon and it just basically changes the entire course of the space race and stuff happens. Okay. Alternate history. Yeah. Oh, so it's man in the high castle, but about the space race. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but maybe not quite as a not, as not quite as much. Well, not quite as much of a departure. Like it seems. Oh, more, all right. Okay. It seems like more reasonable. It's not like, oh, hey, the Nazis took over America. It's like everything's pretty much the same way it was. But, you know, hey, now now there's more people on the moon and NASA came up with different ways to uh, to try to be special and going back to space. Interesting. OK. How do you watch Apple TV without uh, Apple TV? Oh, we oh, he we has, have Apple. He has Apple TV. No, I'm yeah. no. He's asking how, how would he watch something? Oh, is there any other way to watch this without subscribing, or you have to? You have to subscribe. Um, is it on like? It the 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 app has gone over to I think it's on Roku now. Um, pretty sure it's on like a lot of game systems. Probably on, on Amazon. Players. I would think. Okay, so Amazon. Yeah. I don't think so, but oh, um, okay. Well, I mean, maybe good fight. <laughs> Maybe one of those fire sticks or something, but I'm guessing the the fighting between Apple and Amazon. I don't know how I'd watch it, but I do want to see that show. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Like um, not through yeah. iTunes, you can't watch it through iTunes, right? That doesn't make any sense. I don't think you can. Although, I are you? That's iTunes? what I mean. If you, you have might iTunes, and you can watch other stuff. You can watch some stuff on iTunes. So, wait, is your phone an iPhone? No, it's not. That's oh, okay. I have no Apple anything. Yeah, except if, the actual apples. Gotcha. Except an I except an Apple account, an Apple ID. I, I have an Apple ID. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Check your TV or whatever you use to get apps. It it might be available. Yeah. I'm be curious. I don't want to try too hard. I want to kind of. I want it to be like <laughs> very easy to do with no effort, or I'm not mm-hmm. going to watch this show. So, <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to missing season three. Is basically what I'm telling you. <laughs> but yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> is that all you had, Mike? Yeah, that's all I had. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, Mike, do you have a? You, you, are you comfy? Am I comfy? Yeah, yeah. Are you comfy? You got something to drink or something? You want to go to the bathroom first? Because we're uh, we're about yeah, no, to dive this, into Steve's. Uh, Steve's this is the long one. Yeah. You take so, Ambien, uh, Mike. All right. <laughs> You won't need to tonight. Put the pull aside. Oh, yeah. Because everything I watch is so boring. <laughs> Put no, the I second it's all just boring. It's just, <laughs> it's just boring it's like listening to it. It's like a long bed tri- bedtime story to that a... That goes uh, nowhere, and it's about a subject no, nobody cares it about. Just, it's just <laughs> such a... Well, all right. We'll just let him talk. There you go. <laughs> okay. So we finished up. We finished up uh, the 13-part Staircase uh, series on Netflix. Um, which I thought was 10 parts. And then it just kept, (laughs) it just kept going. So what did it end up being a regular staircase or a spiral? (laughs) It's a regular staircase. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. No, 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 no. The twists are not in the staircase. Unfortunately. Love it. Love it. 
So Do you like it? Was it good? Did you think it was good? It was just, I mean, so I find I, the, the most interesting thing about it. Do you know what this is, Mike? The staircase? I don't think so. No. So it's a, it's basically it's it's a true crime series on Netflix. It's about this guy that happened in 2001, 2002. Yeah, mm-hmm. right around it, there. Him and his wife were outside one night at the house. His wife goes in to go to bed. He comes in the house. She's dead at the bottom of the staircase, blood everywhere. And basically he gets charged with murder. And it's basically two camps. They're fighting over the fact that he says she was going up these stairs and fell. And the prosecution says that he beat her to death and, you know, you know, covered up the rest of it. So it's basically I don't I the thing I find most interesting about this is the fact that. Almost from day one. They had this French documentary crew there filming every part of this guy's life all through the trial, all through everything. The years that went on in the trial, they then came back because he gets uh, you know, spoiler alert. Well, I'm not going to say, but anyway, this this episode, this show covers. 15, 16 years of time mm-hmm. and this documentary crew stuck with this through this i mean this thing came out in 2018 but it's like why there's a big break of time in the middle for a reason and i'm just wondering why they never bothered to release it in those intervening years do you know lay uh, do you know the story do you know the story behind yeah well the, uh, there's a forensic files episode uh, no, but I mean, do you know the story about why the documentary crew was around? Because I don't. I don't. I don't know why they just happened to be there. Unless no, they, they were hired to document this whole case from start to finish. Okay, but I'm, well, I'm okay. just like after after the event happened. Yes, why okay. they why they kept. You know, I understand with the way things turn out, why they would want to come back and continue yeah. working on it. I get that part of it, but I just don't get why after we get to our initial conclusion, they didn't just make their movie i don't either but the forensic files conclusion and the staircase are completely different so oh like how staircase ends is the opposite of what happens at the end of the, of the forensic files episode interesting interesting and then the forensic files episode was from how long ago it was yeah it wasn't complete they had they only had minimal information right and then you know advances it's in a, it's, forensic science made it yeah. possible for what happens i wish there was a logical way hassan that i could tell you to go and watch like watch episode one three seven eight nine and then like 10 and 13 i wish there was some way i could do that but it, you know just because like because there's dude there's a lot of crap in there there's a lot of stuff wow. in there where i mean you're never not interested when you're watching it yeah. But you also get the sense that there is just so there's it's essentially That's 13 like, hours of material that you're it's watching. like making a murder. It's the same thing. I'm making a murder. It's very engrossing at the beginning. And then it just thins out where you're just invested. So you watch it. But it's like we're, we're down to paper thin interest at this. Point. It yeah, kind of had that feeling when I was when I looked at the previews for it on Netflix, you know, when yeah. I was thinking about it, it just seemed like, wow, this looks like. <clears throat> 
it's like, like really involved you know that, and, it's, and it's a, it is a, it's definitely a roller coaster because it's like it takes you to really high highs and really low lows and then just when you think that you know you're looking at the thing you're like there's four more episodes of this what the fuck are they even <laughs> yeah, gonna where do could, where could this possibly go and then all everybody's sudden, dead where, right where and you're they- like <laughs> and then you're like what what did then this happens and then the, the but the film crew's still there filming what are you what's going on why is this <laughs> film crew member living under the staircase at the- <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> What is he doing in this house? The most impressive part of it, honestly, was just the fact that this guy had the wherewithal to start filming this whole process from the beginning. Like he thought like they found out about this that happened and said, you know what? Why don't we document this case? And then to have this case turn into this fucking shit show that it did. (laughs) I was just I mean, it's just I mean, it's just absolute. I mean, you could very well have gone the other way where they just filmed it for five years and got to the end and were like. Well, that's the end. You're stuck with like, well, no one's going to fucking watch this. And we just spent five years of our lives filming this guy. You know, it's like, but I, you know, you wonder how many, how many documentaries go that direction where they get to the end, the legitimate end of it. And you're like, what do we do now? This ending is not an interesting ending at all. Sucks. There's nothing behind this wall. Right, there you go. It's the it's the fucking uh, Al Capone's vault. Yes, it's the Al Capone's (laughs) vault. Exactly. Oh, I found this dusty bottle. Excellent. <laughs> you can get away with it if you invest 30 minutes, but not 10 fucking hours. Yeah. However long this thing is. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so so here's what I would say. So it sort of comes recommended. It's I would, sort of. I, you- I, uh, I am not unhappy I watched it. Let's put it that way. I'm definitely yeah, glad I, I invested the time and took the time to watch it. I In, in retrospect, it probably should be 10 parts. That's it's all the sentimental, the sentimental philosophy. Yeah, the, like, yeah. Well, <laughs> you could chop at least one or two pieces off of this. How many parts is it? 13. That's, oh, that's all of Netflix. Come on, guys, it's, a full, yeah, it's, yeah. A full, it's a full season of a regular, regular show. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. Um, and it's funny, a buddy of mine uh, who I was talking to at the end of last week just kept kept telling me how awesome Tubi is, how everything is on Tubi. It's so amazing. Go watch Tubi. All these great movies are on Tubi and it's all free. Well, it's free with ads. And I I made the mistake of watching. I decided I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this movie. But rather than running out and downloading an illegal copy, I'll just watch it on Tubi thinking there'd be like, you know, maybe two or three breaks with some ads in the middle of it. Yeah, because I was told that all things are on Tubi (laughs) because I was. Yes, I I was led to believe. Well, (laughs) I started. Well, here's the thing. And I think it's different. I think the apps make different break settings or different. The amount of breaks in a, in a given thing are different because okay. I watched, I watched a movie on Tubi through the web on my laptop ported to my television. And I watched a movie that was just under two hours long and it had an ad break clockwork every 15 minutes. It just, whether it was in the middle of a scene or not, it would just stop and play a minute or two minutes worth of ads and then go back. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to watch a movie like this, I'm going to watch it on commercial television, which I'd never fucking do. So that was my first and last movie viewing on Tubi. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's good in a pinch, you know, but it's fine if you have it on something around as background noise, because then you don't give a shit. You're just like, it's right. advertising. You just skip completely over it. Um but we one have, thing I, we are spoiled. We are spoiled yes, people now. Absolutely. Comes to that. Absolutely. 
Um, one thing I did find was a British TV show, uh, two seasons worth, which I'd never heard of before with Ray Winstone from like 2007 or 2008 called Vincent. Um, it's eight episodes total, four episodes per season. Each episode is like an hour and 10 minutes long. It's like a mini movie. Uh, and he's just, uh, he runs a, his own private investigation firm and it's just eight cases, you know, that he has. Um, but I, I fucking love Ray Winstone. So I'll, you know, I'll watch him in anything. Um, so that was my, that was my television consumption for the week. And then Uh-oh. slacking this week. Yeah, well, you know, hey, thirteen parts of staircases, and you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it took all the starch out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, with movies, uh, I watched uh, a cool documentary, albeit a little long, called "The Death and Resurrection Show." Uh, uh, it was basically a, a documentary on the band Killing Joke, uh, going from their very beginnings all the way up through uh, kind of where they are when the thing came out a few years ago. Um, really interesting. I had, I had no information about the background of the guys in killing joke. So it was a real, especially the earlier years were a real, um, a real eye opener to kind of where they, where they started off and came from and kind of where their where their heads are at as far as like, they're into a lot of spiritual mysticism and a lot of like, you know, like this guy, like is ba- like into like all the or like the earth magic and all that kind of stuff and all and they like do like pre-show rituals and you know stuff for positive shows and all this kind of stuff and you're like whoa really and but they're like serious about it and like and and jazz coleman the lead singer is legitimately a fucking crazy ass and just does crazy stuff like like he's your typical band guy but yet he's still somehow into all this weird earth magic stuff so it's it's kind of amusing and kind of interesting to watch okay uh, we, we watched a horror movie, um, a Spanish horror movie called Don't Listen, um, which was actually pretty good. Uh, watched an interesting documentary called Garbo, uh, which was on, I think it was on Amazon. About but Greta? No, no. That's so this is the, so this there was this agent in World War Two leading up to the Normandy invasion. He was working for uh, German intelligence and for the U S so he was working for both sides and, and he was known as Garbo to the U S side. And I can't remember his German code name, but anyway, he basically, he's the one like most people don't even realize this, but he was the one who fed the Germans, the misinformation about, the where the troops and everything were going leading up into Normandy and basically made Normandy a success. Like without his involvement, the Normandy invasion had a really good chance of failing. Wow. All right. And, and it's, uh, it's really interesting. So anyway, after the war, he, he, first off, he of course disappears. Cause you know, he's wanted by, he was, he was Everybody. actually, it was interesting. He was actually awarded like the highest honors from both sides. He like the, the German like gave him all the German side gave him all this money and thanked him for his service and said, you know, we really wish we could do more for you, but we just lost the war. We just lost. The Here, here's the war. You have our distinguished service award, blah, blah, blah. Good luck. And, you know, and the U.S. guys were the same thing. They were like wanted to give this guy medals and like, you know, I can't you know, you won the war for us, all this stuff. And uh, then he just, he dies. He just, something happens and he dies. And 
somebody stumbled across this guy 30 years later living in Venezuela. He just fucking faked his death and fucking disappeared. And he had like a wife and a family and he just ghosted him entirely and just went and started a whole new life in another country. Wouldn't you though? <laughs> well, I mean, that's what he was. It's what he was good at, you know. Yeah, but I mean, if you had, if you had fucked over everybody, maybe, right. maybe right. you, you had to get think the jump. On. Somebody's gonna find me at some point and be pissed about yeah. something. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, so they ended up bringing this guy back to the state or to the to uh, to Britain for one of the celebrations and he actually like they show it there's footage of him at normandy like in his 70s or 80s with a bunch of like the world a bunch of world war ii uh british uh uh military guys who were still around at that time were part of the invasion like they he brought him back and awarded him this special this special medal and special merit thing and everything really really interesting story i mean it's pretty dry to watch it's british produced so there's not a lot of there's not a ton of life to it even though the story is kind of amazing but it's the information you get in it is really really interesting so i would definitely recommend that for a watch um we watched a documentary about so the boomtown rat song i don't like mondays was based on the story about this girl who woke up one day and and started shooting at the school across the street from her house and when asked for an explanation of why she did it her explanation was i don't like mondays and that's where the boomtown rats got their inspiration for that song Mm -hmm. and i never knew the story and so this documentary was about this woman and it's basically it's framed about her basically coming up for her first chance at parole so the whole thing is told inside the framework of at her parole hearing, um, which, you know, you have to watch to find out what happens. Anybody get hurt in her? Uh, uh, yeah, in she show? killed she killed two people and injured six children, I believe. She was firing across the street with a 22 with a 22 rifle and just from her bedroom window. She like literally got up, pointed the rifle out the window and started shooting into the schoolyard across the street. And this was like in 70 six or 77 or something like that so it was like it was like the first school shooting so go figure and then uh and i don't know if you know any of you guys who like music and uh like music documentaries hassan and latham you definitely should both watch this mike if you're if you dig music docs definitely check this out if you haven't already uh i ran across this 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 documentary called a band called death oh i know that one it's on my list i've seen it have you seen it Mm-hmm. holy fucking shit yeah what kinda... a god what a fucking story it's a sad story oh actually. my god yeah dude i was in tears twice in that thing yeah. unbelievable basically the gist is there's these three brothers in the detroit area in the 70s the late 70s i'm sorry no mid 70s and the the main there was one there was a guitarist bass player and a drummer and the three brothers and they had their own band and they were played under a couple different names but the the guitarist the main guy he was the he was the main guy that behind the band he got into all this crazy again a lot of crazy sort of like space spiritualism and stuff like that so he decides to name the band death and you know and he, they go and try to sell themselves to a couple of different places and they're like you're not going to get anywhere naming the band death but anyway yeah. they end up recording a bunch of songs also, they were they were black punk rockers. Yeah, so that well, was, well, that was another that, obstacle. Yes, you know? well, that was uh, yep, 
and buried the lead, but I was getting there. So oh, anyway, that's all right. So <laughs> yes, but basically what I'll black hat myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically the one, the, the guitarist brother had gone to see the who in concert and came out of that show was like, you know, when you're Detroit in the seventies, if you're making music, you need to sound, you're, you know, you go Motown or nobody knows who you are. And these guys are basically like, no, we want to play like hard, fast rock and roll. And it's like, they started this, like, and you go back and you listen to the songs now. And they were like, even up, like Hassan said, they were the precursor to punk music mm-hmm. and it, and the songs are great. And, you know, they decide that they're going to go off and they're going to be something. And it just, you know, it doesn't work out. So they end up kind of splitting up the one brother, the guitarist kind of moves back home and just kind of, you know, unfortunately falls into the the chasm of Detroit in the 70s and 80s. And just like, you know, you know, doesn't go anywhere, really ends up he ends up passing away, you know, and then the two other brothers go on to become not really well known, but at least, you know, to be able to support themselves with their reggae band. And and then. Basically, years and years later, uh, this club out in uh, in like San Francisco or somewhere out west, where they used to have these nights where they would play like like they would get together and DJs would play like super rare like vinyl and and, and like songs that like no one else has ever heard, you know. And like this is their chance to wow people. So they're at this guy is at this club, and they play this song by off this 45 they pressed 145 the death did and they pressed a few hundred copies of it um they ended up giving most of them to the guy who did the 45 cover art because they didn't have any money to pay him so they ended up just giving him a stack of 45s and the rest of them just kind of like you know you know they just kind of either dispersed them or you know sat on them but it eventually become like it became like this mythical this mythical collectible but like it like Jello Biafra is in the in the documentary. Henry Rollins is in the documentary. All these guys who are known for their collections of music are all talking about like this single, you know, this this amazing magical single. And uh, so anyway, out at one of these club nights, this kid is at the show and his girlfriend's raving about this song she heard by this band Death. And the kid's like, I want to I'm going to look into this. And he starts looking into the about the band and who they were and what they were from. And he finds out that one of the guys in the band is his dad. And he like calls up his dad and he's like, were you in a band called death back in the seventies? And his dad just goes, he just kind of goes like, yeah, why? And he's like, I just heard your fucking song played at this fucking club, you know, and, 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 and he just goes silent. You know, he just, they were just like, had no idea. And it turns into this whole, and he like the kid has his own band and they start playing the death songs. And now it's, it's, it's an absolutely, it's a, it's an hour and a half, but it's absolutely moving. It is an incredible story. Hassan's right. It has incredibly, incredibly sad elements to it, but I mean, just a really amazing, like music story, one that I had never heard before. And I'm, I consider myself fairly well-versed mm-hmm. in, in the world of music. And I did, I just, I, I stumbled across this thing and I was just, I was blown away. Imagine like having, having that phone call, you know, and just your son yeah. saying, Hey, did yeah. you, did you do something really spectacular a long time yeah, ago? Like, well, 20 or 25 years ago. And that's yeah. like basically almost forgotten about, you know? 
just unbelievable. Um, I watched another documentary about the video nasties uh, of Britain called VHS Nasty. It was very mediocre. Uh, again, <laughs> it's a great it's, name, though. <laughs> yeah, it's a great name and it's a great subject. But the way they went about talking about it, and they just talked to a bunch of guys and, and the audio is really bad on a lot of it and all bounces off between being super clear and tight and then like sounding like they recorded it in an empty bathroom. And then it was just like it, it's just horrible. I watched I rewatched the movie I rewatched uh, was Lord of Illusions. Oh, wow. I, I, I really like that movie. I still really like that movie. Um, it just hit me at the right time. And I'm a big Clyde Barker fan. And it's not really based on anything, any of his other stuff. It's kind of a one-off uh, when he was still doing movies. And uh, I just really like that. I watched a, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you, I watched Gods of Egypt, which is, huh. it's, it's, it's got a cast like you wouldn't fucking believe. And it's all CG, so it's like it's kind of like what was that movie with Henry Cavill, uh, Immortals, or The Immortals, whatever. It's kind of like that where it's like you know all the backgrounds are all fake and a lot of all the other stuff is fake and all that kind of shit. And people morph and it's all all morph into like these manifestations of Egyptian gods and have giant fights and it's it was entertaining. And at the end, I was shocked to see Alex Preuss's name as the director, but it was really at the end of the day. Uh, you know about like <laughs> about like immortals was it was you know now like great i actually liked immortals but yeah i get what you're saying um yeah and then yeah, i watched that's, that's i watched not a good movie i watched the latest chapter in amazon's uh ongoing uh battle to create john clancy based product i watched without <laughs> remorse with michael b jordan um things uh, it, I mean, it, it's not the, it's not the, it's definitely not the book. I'll tell you that right now. Um, they, they take it in a whole new direction, but okay. it's, it's not bad. I mean, if you, I'll tell you this, if you enjoy the John Krasinski, Jack Ryan TV series, you'll probably like the movie. All yeah, right. It's all, okay. I, I'll be more interested to see if down the road they cross over those two characters because those two characters have a lot of crossover in the books. John Kelly shows up on a lot of Jack Ryan stuff in the books as an operator. And they sort of put him out, not in limbo at the end of the movie, but definitely on, he's basically on a path where he could kind of end up anywhere. So I'll be curious to see if they, if they take that forward you know, further forward and, uh, and, and move on with it. Uh, Then I watched the two movies we're supposed to watch for the show. And then I watched, a movie from 1980 this afternoon called The Visitor. Oh, yeah. You know this, Lay? I know about the. I I can picture the poster for it. Yeah, like the like the the the, the cyclopic character in a hooded yeah. robe. Yeah, I never saw it. Again, another one of these movies where you're just like, I mean, the, the description made me. I mean, because it's like it's a cross between The Omen and Rosemary's Baby, and and then like three other horror-esque movies of the 70s and 80s and you're like but you start watching it it's got john houston as you know an uncredited franco nero playing (laughs) as listed in the credits as playing jesus christ which is interesting (laughs) enough but it starts off on another fucking planet with john houston walking around in a robe like obi-wan kenobi and it's it is it is fucking out there 
it's it, the the whole premise. You're watching the whole movie with absolutely zero clue where it's going to go, and then in the last five minutes of the movie, it becomes coherent again, and you're like, I I have no idea how they managed to get me here and have this make sense because while you're <laughs> watching the movie, you're like. What kind of 14 levels of batshit crazy is going on on the screen right now? And how much of it actually had to be there in order to get me where I needed to be is, is kind of amazing, but it's a, it's a, it's a weird movie. Yeah. There's lots of, yeah. I'm looking at the cast. Sam Peckinpah's in it. Uh, Sam Peckinpah's in it for like two and a half seconds, but Lance Henriksen, Lance Henriksen younger than I've ever seen him. Wow. Like, it's like I've 19... never seen I've never seen a young Lance Hendricks. Well, it's it's pre Terminator. It's pre Terminator. Close encounters. Close encounters. Ah, uh, yeah. I always forget about. Close but he's encounters like a bit him. part. He's so he's so yeah, he's super young. You can tell it's him. Well, you're never gonna misread that face. That's for sure. No, no. Yeah. Just, yeah. But uh, yeah, this <laughs> sounds um pretty awful. <laughs> Uh, that would be my general, my overall view of it. But it's it's one of those things that I I, I would tell people to watch it simply because I, I want people to share the misery of of experiencing that movie and just be like, you watch it and tell me what you think. Tell me if I'm off base here. Yeah, this guy, this guy directed it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's 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 strange to say the least. But uh, yes, but that was my suffering uh, for the week. Uh, I was I am still actually in the middle of laying out another book. So um, my my time is somewhat limited. So uh, hopefully in the next few weeks, I can uh, get back to my my normal levels of uh, 15 to 16 movies and four or five seasons of television. And, uh, you know, we can get back to normal. So uh, I guess we've I guess we've suffered enough. But uh, we will move on to John's <laughs> John's. Sorry. Bill's Mike's Bill. John. I'm, I'm just calling you <laughs> random names now. Yeah. John, Bill, Mike, Dave, Tom, <laughs> John Wick, whatever your name is. <laughs> you, that guy in the upper left. Um, <laughs> Mike's guilty pleasure pick, which, uh, yeah, is <laughs> Howard the Duck. Across the sea of stars lies another world, a world almost exactly like ours. This is where he lives. And then one night, it happens. Hey, good buddy, are you home? He has a very sudden midlife crisis. He lands in Cleveland. You do know why you were sent to me? Listen to me, small visitor. I can explain how you got here. Maybe you're here for some greater purpose, some cosmic cause. Here, he's forced to reassess his career goals. You went to med school? To explore new relationships. <laughs> Until he discovers just who he really is. Oh, no. A duck in big trouble. That's a duck, man. Howard the Duck, trapped in a world he never made. Coming from George Lucas, a Willard Hike film, a Gloria Katz production. From 1986, directed by Willard Hike. A, from, with a running time, yes, that's right, 110 
minutes this thing goes on for a humanoid duck gets pulled to earth from his home planet when an experimental space laser malfunctions trapped here he befriends the beautiful lead singer of an all-girl rock band and she tries to help him find a way home unfortunately due to another malfunction of the same laser an alien invasion is started and howard must help them defeat the evil overlord in order to get himself home mike why? Why did you do this to me? Why you do this to me, Demi? Explain yourself, damn it. Explain yourself. Part of it is, look, it's not a good movie at all. It's also not the worst movie ever made. It, that, it is not. I'll give you it's, that. It's, 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 it's kind of standard, standard 80s movie fare. It's like kind of silly, nothing too special. Um, I watched it a lot as a kid, which when I finally went back and rewatched it, kind of probably explained why I was why I'm so weird. Because <laughs> it's a weird movie when you like look at it. <laughs> like so many weird and like also like really kind of borderline inappropriate things for a for a family film as they try to sell it. Oh my god. No, I yeah, they were duck boobs. Duck <laughs> nipples, duck condoms, yeah, two or three times. Yeah. A weird yeah. brothel. so much weird stuff um but yeah no it's fun to watch it's weird i think it uh i don't think it's as bad as a lot of people like to claim it is and i yeah i guess i feel like uh making people watch it more often uh late pick this movie what what did you how did you you feel about howard the duck and how long it had been since the last time you've seen it I thought in the theater in 1986. Okay. Same here. And I fucking hated it then as a kid <laughs> when I was 15. I was able to discern the the wool being pull, pulled over my eyes by this dreck. And when I <laughs> when I watched it with Amaya last night, I can always tell how bad a movie is because I count the number of times she looks over at me and makes a face like, oh, my God, why are you making me watch this? And it was over 100 <laughs> times last night. You're like, um, she, there's nothing you. she even giggled at <laughs> no 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 she didn't laugh once and and you know what i didn't laugh once uh i, I laughed once i laughed once when i caught the wilhelm screen <laughs> near the end of the movie or middle end of the movie right i was like oh at least they put that in there at least someone had it's these. actually in there twice but yeah oh okay i don't yeah i, I don't know where the other part part came from uh, i i don't know i feel like this is a big joke and hollywood is the one trying to make the joke and fool everyone or or make fun of their audience or just like say hey we're gonna make this movie we're gonna rate it pg and this movie shouldn't be pg in any respect but we're gonna disguise it as a kid's superhero movie and with special effects and goofy things and we're going to throw all this inappropriate shit in there that kids can see. And I, I just think it's an awful, <clears throat> just an awful joke. I mean, it's, there are no, there is no joke. There's no, nothing written in here is funny. It, it's, it's like the people who wrote this almost are just like saying, come on, please call us out for this movie. We've made all these other movies, the Raiders of Lost Ark, Temple of Doom. We made all these great movies. I bet we can throw fucking dog shit in a bag on your front stoop and you'll come and see it. And, 
And that's what they did. They took a fucking shit in a plastic bag and charged you seven bucks to go see it. You know, the, the, the narcissistic nods to fucking Tatooine at the beginning of the movie with the two fucking sons. Immediately, I want to put my fist through the screen. The, the, the special effects are done by Industrial Light and Magic. I mean, if you rank all their movies, this one was the effects were done by the bottom feeders that came in and cleaned the facilities while everyone else was at home. I mean, they're awful. They're awful. I, I, I don't, it, I, I just feel like everything on this movie is, I don't give a fuck. And I, it, I, at one point I was just so enraged that I'm listening to John Barry's theme and just thinking, wow, you're not even trying here, buddy. You're trying to come up with a bond theme for this fucking movie with a duck flying this stupid plane that I, I, I just, oh man, I, 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 everything about this movie annoys me. It's in my bottom 10 of all time. It was wow before, before I watched it and I'm like, ah, you know, you were 15. Obviously you missed something. <laughs> I missed nothing. I got it right at 15. This is a pile of shit. I fucking hate this movie. I really do. I, I, I'm not angry with our lovely <laughs> guests for choosing it. But I hate this movie. I think it's just utter garbage. I think I think maybe also another thing was I'm a little bit younger than you guys. So uh, I think I was probably the, the target age where I was kind of wowed by all that. And also like how, how old star for Star Wars. I'm about I'm going to turn 40 in a few months. OK, so you were five when this came out. And I don't think I saw it in the theater. I saw it in home video. Probably every single day. <laughs> well, you oh, know, my you, mom was trying to do you stuff. You were never bad at home and your parents sent you to go see this for punishment? <laughs> oh, no. okay. Well, I don't really have anything else to say about it. Uh, okay. You know how I feel? It is, it is dreck. It is the textbook definition of dreck. Hassan, thoughts? One of my favorite films. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. <laughs> I can't follow Latham. I can't follow that. Um, Sorry, dude. I, just think if I had gone second like I usually do. Steve just yeah, that would have been. We switched it this week, and now no, and no, now the no, three of you are in a hole. If, if one, you of you, don't know where to go. Whoever goes first on one segment, the other one goes first on the other segment. They do, but usually been like that from the beginning. Go, first on the first one but it's yeah. fine i like it how it how we go back and forth i, I think that's cool because i want to go first on this movie really bad all right then Hassan. uh <laughs> it is a 1986 movie about a duck so it was aliens <sighs> aliens didn't have any ducks in it no, no it's there was 19, not one duck in 1986 i know you 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 don't really know what point I'm about to make. No, I I'm don't. I'm just talking about like I was, I think I was 12. I was 12 at the time when I first saw this film. So maybe a little older than the demographic that it was, that it was meant for. I older? did think the movie. Huh? Well, Who's they're 12. Well, he was, uh, Mike was five. So we, were, we just agreed. He didn't watch it a- at five though. He didn't watch it when it came out in the theater. Batham. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> 
I don't need your help, man. I got all right, this. All right. <laughs> Tell me what age this movie's for. I don't. Think I don't you- know, man. I'm just talking about me, man. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm here giving you my. Uh, my mind on on the darn film. I. I. It's a. It's a film about a duck, and it. And there was a duck in it. <laughs> and he. And one at one point in the movie, they told him to duck, and he said he was proud of it. So I almost whipped something at the TV when he said duck. I, I almost did. I, I almost did. I mean, yeah, you don't have you you don't seem to have an appreciation for the absurd. No, that's, if that's... you remember Hassan, he has lost his childhood sense of whimsy. Oh, <laughs> so, so much whimsy in this movie. It's this movie is ass. nothing but yeah, whimsy. It's absolutely whimsy. It is. It is whimsy's. Oh, yeah. This is, is only whimsy. It is whimsy's older grandfather. That's that's how old, that's how whimsy <laughs> this is. Great uncle whimsy. Uh, yeah, um, whimsy in a bag on your front porch. That's yeah, where the. I mean, look, it's. It's a te- it's kind of terrible, but it's like it's perfect in its imperfection. It's it's te- it's so terrible it becomes good. Like it, there's so many things that just like like wow, they're just leaning into this. Like you know, like he just he lands and two seconds later he's in a music club and he meets he he meets Leah Thompson and they're dating. <laughs> and they now when I was a kid I didn't realize like watching it as an adult I didn't realize how far they leaned into the fact that they were actually a couple you know yeah when i i think when i was a kid i guess because he was a duck i didn't right well you don't think i didn't correlate that i didn't think that they were dating i just thought that they were you know that she was helping this little duck guy out right but i'm watching it now i'm like Hold on, <laughs> and she might she might kiss his beak once in a while. Yeah, but little there's, bill there. They're super serious about this. Also, who who carries a condom, a loose condom around in their wallet? Yeah, you know, you know I did make the commentary to Deirdre about that. That that you know that joke would still would have worked had it been in a wrapper. Yeah, like what do you, what do you, what do you, especially with gross. some especially with some funny duck based name. Yeah, that, you know, and I was of course trying to think of one. I've then. met girls who who are grossed out touching condom wrappers, right? So she grabs <laughs> she she grabs a a strange alien beast condom out of the wrapper out of his wallet, which by the way she's rooting through his wallet, you know, while he's asleep. Because it's the '80s, I guess. I guess it's all right to do that kind of well, stuff. Well, you know, you got to do background check. Do so you tell me Leah Thompson was single? That's that's what the, that's the oh, that's the, yeah. that's the biggest thing in this movie. I didn't believe. I believe the duck. <laughs> I believe the dark overlord. I believed everything else. I did not believe that she was single and so and so is. single that she was all she was accepting of a little duck man as her boyfriend. That's no. That that's nah. a that's a fair point. That, that's Marty that's... McFly's mom. There's no way that she's single. <laughs> that that is you know? a fair point. Let's talk about her as an actress. No, let's not. And so oh. anyway, uh, the <laughs> other things. First of all, Jeffrey Jones. I love Jeffrey. I think this is the first time I ever saw Jeffrey Jones in my life. With Nine like the, the, the... times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nine times. My well, favorite line, even star, to this day. You would have seen him already. Mm-hmm. What? What was that? Earlier that summer, you would have seen him already. Are you gonna make me guess? Why? Why? I, I don't know how you can't know, but okay. I, um, I'm Ferris Bueller. 
Thank you. I, I didn't. I didn't watch Ferris Bueller when I was a kid. Oh my goodness! I disliked Ferris Bueller when I was young. Are uh, you leaving? <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm just really I'll, interested. I'll be in happy to finish this walk if you go. If you go away. Um, I want to hear uh, more duxtification, if I might add. I'll just shut up. Go ahead. So anyway, um, it, it, I enjoyed the film. It's it's a bad film, but I enjoyed going back in time. You know, sometimes you like films just because of who you were when you first saw them. That's right. You know, so you know, I was twelve years old when I first saw it, and I, you know, I was like, all right, you know, it's this is kind of stupid. I mean, it ends with a rock song. It starts out with a whole rock band. Obviously, every one of them doesn't know how to play an instrument. You know, and it's except for. Holly Robinson, who first just appearance kinda, of Holly Robinson, huh? First, yeah. fi- first appearance of Holly Robinson, mm-hmm. who just kind of just is there, you know, mm-hmm. like holy shit, I didn't even realize that she was in this movie. Yep, that's a, that's oof, that was a major crush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, so <clears throat> yeah, I just there's it is overlong. It is a long movie. Uh, it is longer than it should be. That entire aerial copter sequence did not need to be there it just it was just i mean after a while like after uh, at some point i was like wow are they trying to rescue her because they're fucking around quite a bit while she's been captured by a demon who's planning to implant another demon in her body you know like maybe you need to you get a move on there guys you guys are fucking around over a lake i don't understand what you guys doing but you know that's asking for logic in a movie about a duck Correct. made by George Lucas, <laughs> you know? So that's uh, uh, off of a comic book. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's funny. I think one of the, the key parts of this is, you know, this movie is, you know, apparently on the DVD commentary for this film, one of the commentators notes that George Lucas told him that he, or I should say, assured him or reassured him that in 20 years this movie would be a masterpiece and well or be seen as a masterpiece and obviously still today it is not that all really depends i again I, you know, <laughs> that's pers- relative personal personal uh, you know, preference notwithstanding um it's you know it's funny i hadn't like latham i had not watched this since it came out uh i saw it in the theater as well i remember not thinking very i don't think i despised it the way he despised it but i think at the age that i saw it at i probably was very much in the mind of i was just like what the fuck is going on i this was one of the marvel this was a marvel comic that i did not read so i did not have a true sense of what the character was like or how he really would come across now that being said if i had known the type of character and read the the howard the duck comics I think I would have out overtly really disliked this movie even more because the Howard, the duck that you get in the comics and who is much obviously far more accurately portrayed in the post credit scene of guardians of the galaxy. It, uh, it's going down. <laughs> yeah. Why do you let that thing lick your face? Gross. But it's going down. <laughs> I think that it's Seth Green, by the way, right? Yes. And I think that honestly, if they did a Howard the Duck movie now, it would be more on par with something like Deadpool. 
because that's the way that book was written even back then. And it was it was a people didn't the book didn't do well for Marvel because it was so unlike every other comic book out there. It was more along the lines of like like not even like mad or cracked, but almost more like National Lampoon, where it was like a more subversive adult level. This guy was just this guy was just a sarcastic asshole. Like all, and it was done like as like a spoof of like noir detective story stuff, you know. But it's a fucking duck, you know. And there's all sorts of crazy cosmic shit that that comes across his path and all this different, you know, in the stories and whatnot. And I think that honestly, when they took the story and tried to turn it into a kid's property because they're thinking, oh, small humanoid duck. Let's make it cute. Let's make it, you know, let's yeah. let's de adult it as much as possible. But, we'll but we're going to leave in all that. We're going to leave a couple <laughs> of little kinky bits in there just to nudge, nudge, wink, wink to the people who really know what it is. Uh, yeah, I, I had completely forgotten so much of this movie, if not all of this movie, to the point that where in the last. 35 years i have sung to myself at odd times howard the duck you know and <laughs> just being in a goofy mood and i thought that i was making that up i had forgotten that that's actually <laughs> the song at the end of the movie and that had, yeah. that that alone was the only thing that had managed to embed itself in my in my memory banks that's the only part of that movie <laughs> I mean, I mean it was a it was a line from Jeffrey. She took my eggs. That was my. I don't uh, know why, but that stayed with me. For, I, you know, yeah, she took, she my, took eggs. my eggs. She <laughs> took my eggs. Um, yeah, after he said he didn't want anything to eat. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was just uh, I you know, you know rewatching it now. I you know to to Hassan to, to Latham's point. Yes, it was awful, but to Hassan's point, it it's a hard movie to hate. Because I, you can look at it and see what they were trying to do. And I feel like they failed miserably, but <laughs> they failed falling forward at least, you know, and, and it is, it is, it is way too long at an hour and 50 <laughs> minutes, way, way too long. There's just, you know, and it, it's way too long, but it gets to, it gets right to the point. No, it does. Like he gets, he it gets, does. No, I'm not. And I'm not disputing you. I'm saying, it's way too long, even though it's a movie that seems to get right to the point. That's yes. a phenomenon. You yes. know, he I gets agree. zapped right away. He runs into Leah Thompson right away. He, you I, know, they have their first argument immediately. And then he walks away and then comes back. And, and it's just and yet there's still a whole and they keep 15 things, minutes and they left. keep things moving. And it's yeah. not like you're sitting there like, you know, falling asleep at it. The movie moves along. There's just a lot of stuff in there that, you know, that, you know, that's superfluous, you know, they, they didn't need to be there. I'd also say what you were saying about the, the whole character thing. I actually, one thing that I noticed watching more recently is I feel like they kind of got the character and certain bits of that kind of spot on. Like Howard in the movie is a sarcastic asshole. He, it's, he you know, is. it's, it's played a different way, but they kind of got that basic thing. Right. And also the other thing I noticed was um, when he was getting his job where it's, that's kind of what a lot of the comics where it's like stick a duck in a funny situation where he has to go to the unemployment office. And, right. Yeah. And, you know, so like a lot of like the absurd. And I think as I got older and I 
read the comic and I went back and watched, I was like, oh, I got a certain amount of appreciation of for that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you know, that's kind of that's kind of true to the spirit. Like, you know, the story overall doesn't really capture what the what the comic was about. But I think that they they nailed certain aspects really well. Right. Right. I, I think that that, you know, this movie is like. 30 years ahead of its time as far as when they were when they honestly were were capable of doing it justice and have it be a success. Now I think they could do a Howard the Duck movie and probably and probably make, you know, five hundred million dollars on it. You know, yeah. Well, Kevin Feige would do it, and it would he'd all, figure it was, out a way, right? Exactly. Everybody would give him all the goodwill. I, I'll tell you, what's 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 interesting. I found a couple of funny stories about this movie. One, John Landis was originally supposed to direct this film, and apparently, after reading the script, he turned it down because he claimed that because of the the there were so many police car crashes in the finale of this film, he felt it was too similar to his previous film at the time blues brothers. So that's why he turned it down. I think there's probably more to that story of him turning down that script, but I'm just going to say to to Latham's point about John Barry, uh, most of John Barry's soundtrack was not used uh, for this film. The opening themes were done by him, but apparently they felt that it was too old fashioned and lacking in energy. So they actually hired a guy named Sylvester LeVay to come in and rescore most of the film, including almost the entire third act. Wow. Well, Jesus. I think he just used John Barry's thrown away themes or copied them because it's. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then, and obviously we were able to put his name on the, <clears throat> on the, on the credits. Um, <clears throat> uh, following a test screening of this film, uh, two executives at Universal, Sid Sheinberg and Frank Price, were allegedly arguing over who was to blame for greenlighting this film, <laughs> and they ended in a fist fight <laughs> at the test screening. <laughs> so the fact that they actually went to the to the to, to the point of actually releasing it after all this was was kind of amazing. So three major events uh, in sort of historical events as far as Hollywood and filmmaking uh, came to pass because of the the incredible bombing at the box office by this film. One, uh, Willard Hike never directed another film uh, because of this and his failure with the film he previously directed to this, Best Defense. Oh, my God. So awful. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Universal President Frank Price. Uh, essentially lost his job after this film came out. Oh my God. He stepped it's like out. a bloodletting. It was a slaughter. And what <laughs> might be, and what might be the most painful part of this story, Lucasfilm, which had just bought or just built the $50 million Skywalker ranch North of San Francisco. Unfortunately, because of this incredible lack of box office in this uh, needed to sell assets quickly. And as a result of it, they ended up selling their fledgling CGI animation studio to Apple, which would oh, become Pixar. Pixar. Yeah. So they talk about that in a Pixar movie, but they're yeah. vague about the reasons why yep. he sold it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, is he actually, uh, he actually went to Steve jobs who he knew uh, George Lucas knew they were friends <laughs> And and apparently Jobs was in jobs, the market. Jobs right, yeah. pay, well, Jobs paid him above market value because they were friends for the thing. And at the end of the day, he still got a fucking great deal. So there you go. Um, yeah, 
yeah, I, I have to say, I expected, I expected to hate this much more than I did going in just because of everything I remembered from it. Um, I do. I still dislike the fact that it's as long as it is, but um, again, it's a hard movie. It's a hard movie to hate because as bad as it is, I still think it's, you know, I, th- I think it's heart is in the right place. You know, at least, you know, they, they didn't know where to direct the heart, but <laughs> I, I still don't, I still have, a, I, it's just a hard movie to hate. It's so silly. Yeah. You know, you watch, you watch Tim Robbins and Jeffrey Jones who are amazing and just are like, Tim Robbins is like, you're watching him like, what the fuck are you even doing? <laughs> yeah, like why in are you every even scene in he's those, in. Those are just actors doing their job and trying to do something and have fun with it. I mean, this yeah. is to be a kid's movie and it's filled with inappropriate sexual innuendo for its target audience. That's fucking awful. That's an awful fucking thing to do. And it's so awful that one of the writers of this movie got killed in 2018 for it. Oh, I'm sorry. She just actually died. She didn't get killed. See, that was a joke that Howard would make. I don't even know how that's a joke, really. It's not. Because she she did just... point. Oh. Okay. (sighs) Anyway... That's Howard the Duck. As if there's anything more to say. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I bet you've got some good stories about stuff like that. A few. <laughs> Which just means not, a lot. Just not stuff you're going to share on in a public yeah, podcast. Well, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us everything. Just Tell in us case your someone secrets. runs across it. Hey, wait, I know that guy. <laughs> Tell us everything we're not supposed to know. Boy, there was recording. this real prick who got a hold of me this one time. <laughs> Fuck one time guy. this one time i killed a guy <laughs> most just fun stuff like you know like the time a world war ii vet called me a nazi <laughs> wow oh. wow yeah <laughs> for like absolutely nothing but it was just still it's like he had this world war ii hat and he called me a nazi it's like wow well kind of well he that's impressive know. That's that was my thinking yeah. <laughs> if anyone would know you're oh. the only one allowed to call someone else a Nazi. <laughs> I feel like America. I need to go shave my head now. I don't know. I, I, I'm really not blonde, myself. but I guess, I'm, just, uh... I'm just finding out about myself right now. Jeez, I'm, I'm learning so much. <laughs> but uh... oh boy, yeah. Well, why? Because he told him he couldn't have soup. Like it's always some sm- some <laughs> some dumb reason soup. that you get you get I, labeled yeah. as a Nazi. You know, like I, I'm sorry, sir. This, you know, this. The stairwell is closed. Oh, so this must be Nazi Germany then, isn't it? Like, no, it's it's just closed. <laughs> I, I literally asked the construction crew working at his house if they could not work for like five seconds while you're doing a shot. <laughs> and you were Nazi. oh, so it was like something near like where you were shooting, and they were just everybody noise. knows the start of Nazi Germany was <laughs> that they kept making noise <laughs> while yeah. <laughs> While other, while the, while all the Let Jews are you, trying to make as, movies, <laughs> as someone who worked in the construction industry for twenty years, uh, believe you me, the the amount of run-ins I've had with people who were not directly associated with jobs I was on because of noise we were or weren't making at a certain time of day or night, believe me, that it's, yeah. it's it's out there. Confrontation is like the it's like yeah. the 
the secondary skill of that. And the role. thing is, is as as someone who works construction, you know exactly what hours you're allowed to make noise and what hours you're not. You know, every mm-hmm. these are always very obviously and clearly no. There's some very hot standard numbers. You know, and in some places they differ a little bit, and on weekends they always differ. In some places you can't do it at all. But you know, I've been on many, many jobs where we were building a new house in a subdivision, and there were people, houses on both sides or whatever, and we'd go in and we're working on a weekend, and we get there and start working, and boy, the people would, the guys <laughs> would come racing out of the house. It's fucking Saturday, and it's like. Yeah. Well, yes, it is. And yeah. I'm working. And so I'm get here, the hell out of my face. I'm here working. And he's <laughs> yeah. you can't be here. And it's like, I'm gonna go call the cops. I'm like, okay, yeah, please I'm, do. Go go ahead. <laughs> Never hear anything. You know. So oh well. Uh Mike, thanks so much for coming on with us. Uh uh appreciate you bringing these two movies and uh and coming and hanging out with us for a couple hours. <laughs> Anytime, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> he, he don't mean that. Thank you so much. that was his diplomat. That was his movie set. Anytime. Oh yeah, guys. Anytime oh, sure, you no. want me to come back, I'll be happy to. I know. I know. If he gives me a check you later, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. done. For it. Check you later. Check you later. Check you later, Bill and Ted. <laughs> why do you do that shit man nobody likes that <laughs> i fucking love that didn't movie. uh did you are you didn't malcolm mcdowell do that in blue thunder yeah that yes. was his, that was his that thing was, in blue thunder catch you later <laughs> it was so not <laughs> fucking love that movie yeah it's, that's an unsung movie that's yes. another yes really indeed. unsung movie the silent helicopter black helicopters <laughs> even though they're blue you couldn't see one of those helicopters overhead now no, the, the world would freak the fuck out that would there would be no way like, and i love that and i love that at the time they used a uh they used a french gazelle helicopter because they were brand new and they really weren't well known or visibly well known uh in the u.s at all so they got a french gazelle and then modified that instead of like going through and trying to rebuild like you know or like putting a new skin on like an apache or something like yeah. that you know that, that was just cool at the time it was just a fun little stupid helicopter. i had that i had a i had a, had a mock-up Model? of that yeah oh, no yeah? it was a toy it was a toy but the it was like the action figure was that big but it was like it was a full-fledged toy but i didn't like it because i liked airwolf better i, I was, was just, just gonna, oh my god i was just idiot. gonna say did you have an airwolf after two <laughs> no I, was, I wanted airwolf but i could only get <laughs> But my mom got me blue thunder. Like, wrong helicopter, mom. Yes, that was a fake <laughs> helicopter. I mean, it was a real helicopter, but it was they. But they did skin a helicopter. That, yes, that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a Huey Bell, right? They just they just dressed uh, up. A I don't Bell. know if they use. I don't know if they skinned a Jet Ranger for that, or if they did a. Uh, I have to find out. Airwolf <laughs> chopper. We don't, we don't need it. Oh, we do. That was the, that was the uh, Night Rider of helicopters because everything Airwolf. had a. <laughs> Had a better theme. Blue Thunder actually had a TV show. A lot of people don't yeah. realize that. Yeah, it, it did. It lasted very, I think, less than like maybe less than 10 episodes. And yeah, they would okay. never explain Jaffo. The guy's name was Jaffo, but yeah, they never exactly. explained yeah. what it meant on, yeah, on they television. Could, they, they couldn't say it on TV. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, uh, Airwolf was a Bell 222. And it's uh, I used and to it's love a, helicopters. And it's a, I know, me too. I've I've always loved. Uh, I thought the Apache helicopter. Till I rode in one, then I was like, nope. 
don't like these anymore. <laughs> I, have, like, I have not yet had the pleasure. So what uh, happened to my stomach? I had it. It was right here. Latham, <laughs> <laughs> you've been in a helicopter. I have um, not. Okay, I'm not. Well, don't go if you've never been. <laughs> I don't. Know, I'm just kidding. Don't go. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Mike yeah. looks like he's been in a couple of helicopters. <laughs> Actually, not yet. Oh, really? Uh, my my dad though. My dad painted the nose cones in uh in, of helicopters in Vietnam. Oh wow. That was, that was basically how he got out of being sent into the jungle to go and like fight. Hell yeah. He was, he was a really good nose cone painter? <laughs> yeah. He was a painter and yeah. Oh, that's great. I think I think between being a painter and being neurotic, they were like, Yeah, you probably shouldn't yeah. be out there. We'll <laughs> just stay here and, and paint Our these friendly fire numbers and... are up anyway. Let's just keep <laughs> you painting nose cones. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Bad Vietnam joke, yes. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what we do here. Hey. Not me. My jokes are impeccable. Um, but no Vietnam joke from Latham. Well. Uh, he's he's, he's going to dig one out. He's too, busy writing, he's too busy writing his Facebook post. He can't, he can't be bothered with my Vietnam jokes. No, I, I got a bad one. But nah, it's too... <laughs> <laughs> I think I've already it's not worth it. Or the bar below the fucking creek below the, the hotel. Threshold. <laughs> the threshold of acceptable levels. Yeah, I don't you know. <laughs> With your uh so is this safe to say, Lathan, that this is now the the worst movie you've been forced to endure on on the show on Cinemental? Uh that and that six string samurai are real cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm just beating that one. I mean, that one is, man. Dude. You got to do a show of our worst shows, like uh, like, like for the three <laughs> of, the, of us. Of the, like, of the worst movies, you mean? You no, know, we yeah, should of, pick of, like three of our favorite worst movies. Or the, I mean, man, there's some bad ones on there. Didn't we do, uh, oh, wait a minute. Didn't we do Armed and Dangerous? Yes, we, yes, did. we did. Oh, that's the worst one. <laughs> that is worse than Howard the Duck. That you movie... Know, you know, if we go back and listen to that, I don't think you were anywhere near as brutal to armed and yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen it before. I hadn't seen it before. Oh. Shockingly unfunny, worst comedy ever. I wrote for that one. <laughs> oh, that movie! Was you know the movie we're so talking about, Mike, man. the John Candy I movie. Uh, I, I'm okay. I'm familiar Arm, with the name. I yeah. don't know if, if I saw it. I maybe saw it like Eugene Levy and uh, John Levy Candy and uh, John Candy from like 1980 and Meg Ryan. And Meg Ryan, way young. Well, oh I my obviously, god! Yeah, I forgot. Oh, obviously, yeah. I have an appreciation for bad movies, so it might go on a. Yeah, it's list. going on the list. <laughs> it's actually, the list. actually, along with Six String Samurai, mostly because uh, if, have, has anyone here seen Wild Zero ever? Wild Zero. Yep. No. no. Who's that? Okay, uh -oh. so there's a band in Japan. It's a garage rock band called um, Guitar Wolf, and it's a <laughs> movie that's based around them basically um it's got japanese a little bit of... comedy horror film i'm on board yes with aliens with zombies there's a little bit of the crying game mixed in there oh <laughs> crying game is a great movie <laughs> I love um it. yeah and it's uh like fire shoots out lots of things <laughs> i can i can ruin the ending by not ruining it but it just oh. gets it gets totally wacky i'm looking okay. up 
I, 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 yeah, I just, I'm just looking at it. I'm, it's on someone's list. I'm going to go, I'm going to go track this down. And the the band itself is actually like pretty good and like that very, like not good at playing their instruments. And they just like make loud rock and roll and try to play (laughs) as loud as they can and put on amazing shows. Wow. All right. This this sounds, uh, wild zero. It's like a standout. Pretty bonkers. All right. (laughs) Guitar Wolf makes Ace his blood brother. And give yep. him a whistle to blow during times of trouble. <laughs> yep. The group later oh finds my God. in the middle of a zombie evasion. <laughs> Just reading the synopsis is fucking bonkers. <laughs> oh boy, I'm gonna have to go find it. Next time you're on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is all pending the screening process for the next time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think that uh you can pick whatever movie you like. So <laughs> I'd say I don't know. I, th- I think you actually might hate it more than uh, Howard the Duck. Well, I don't know. I don't know. He's a big David Lynch <laughs> fan, so I mean, there's there's always a chance that. Oh, there's a bottom ten movie. Hotel Room by David Lynch is bottom ten all time. Oh, wow! Unwatchable. What, what are your bottom ten? The worst movie I've ever seen is the Sean Connery Avengers movie. That's the worst. Really? I'm sorry. No, that's not true. The yeah, room, that can't be the worst. The Room, despite everything everyone says about it, is the worst movie I've ever seen. It's just, it's, it's unfair that that guy gets to make money off of making that movie. <laughs> That's how bad it is. It's garbage. Okay. The Avengers. Sleep- You're talking about the 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 Ray Fiennes Uma yeah, Thurman. Uma Thurman. Yeah. Okay. Just trash. Trash. Okay. okay. Spontaneous combustion by Toby Hooper. Okay. Um, uh, Sleepwalkers. Oof. Oh. Oof. Some elements about that movie I like. Oh my god, the, this is the, the best review ever. A movie called Nightbreed. The mo- the review That's not that, in your bottom 10. That's in my bottom 10. I gave that movie a half star and the review is only Steve Hovecki enjoys this <laughs> so far that off the base. written review in the book. I can't believe that that is that is why you fucking have lived <laughs> fucking fed off that joke for fucking 35 years <laughs> for the fact that it's in your bottom 10. Unbelievable. Okay. Uh, hotel room. Fatso. You ever see Fatso with Dom DeLuise? I oh. saw that in the theater. Oh, I do really. I saw that as a double feature Fatso. And Popeye. Oh my God, Popeye. Yeah. Wow. Same. Yeah. Yeah. That was a. I don't know how that happened. Actually, <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop Three is down there. Ooh, that's yeah, not a that's, good movie. That's and, awful. Uh, oh, here's two good ones. Vibes with Cindy Lauper. Just that always makes not, a list of worst films ever. Uh, not a good movie. So bad. And here's one that you might not agree with. Shocker. Uh, a lot of people like this movie. Uh, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Hmm. I've never seen it. I, I have. I, I've I heard good things, though. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was funny. Most of these movies are like. I don't know. They're just they're They are so far off what they were trying to do. Um, that they just they incensed me, basically. Is what, what's, right. I felt I was owed something for paying to see these movies and i was given nothing so it was owed <laughs> what, what's the what's the 
expression dollars to donuts or whatever. <laughs> what's your well, uh, Mike? What's the worst movie you've ever seen? One of your or a few of your worst? I think on a lot. I probably I probably pushed them all out of my mind. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably smart. That's that's um, a healthier way to deal with it. <laughs> to write about it in a book, <laughs> and when somebody will bring something up, and it'll be like, oh. Fuck! I hated that um, movie. Like I have an like an irrational hatred of uh, Forrest Gump. Mostly wow! Because, wow. Mostly wow, because I kind of literally think that movie ruined the country. That's a very interesting take on it. I think it raised idiocy to a virtue, and the entire movie is a movie filled with an idiot getting rich and everybody who questioned authority having terrible shit happen to him. Wow! It's hard hard to fault that theory. That's pretty pretty clever. I like it. Um, uh, I'm never going to be able to unsee that now. <laughs> and also, also, and also the like the and just how big it got. Yes, it's was massive. yeah was why like and if it was just a movie that nobody saw and it went away, it would be fine. But because everybody yeah, like, started call. quoting it, it's like, yep, now that's and I love you, Johnny. Next thing you know, we're electing George Bush and getting into a two decade long war. Wow, that'd be a great essay. You should write that essay. That's I actually think somebody already has. (laughs) Like I read, I saw it. I didn't really like it. It it bugged me, and I read like this essay, and I was like, "Oh, that actually makes you nailed everything that I felt." (laughs) (laughs) Well, plagiarism is the new script doctrine. Did I say that Um, out loud? Hassan's confused right now. He doesn't know where to go. He doesn't know whether to go. Black hat. Just, he, Hassan, oh, he wouldn't shake his head. He shook Hassan's, his head. Hassan's okay. trying to think of uh, his his least favorite film of all time. Oh, I know them. I right, let's hear it. Shivers and what have you done with Solange? <laughs> really? Those, yeah. Those aren't that movies bad. you watched here. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I'm glad I've. Had, I mean, I'm I've, glad we've able to been we've been able to have that much of an impression upon your uh, your <laughs> movie going your movie going history. Well, there are some movies I saw when I was a kid that messed me up real bad. Then I watched them again as an adult, and I was like, this is the dumbest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> you know? So, like, okay, when I was a kid, the movie that messed me up horribly was Silent Rage. I was just going to say Silent Rage, right? Yeah. And then I watched it when I was a adult. I was like, this is so stupid. Like, this is like, it's, I don't even understand what's going on. Like, this is monstrously dumb. And Chuck Norris is horrible in it. Like, how is he the hero? So, you know... I mean, but I mean, recently, like, I mean, watching, I think, Shivers and Solange back to back also <laughs> compounded it. But it was just a, it was just an unpleasant four hour experience. Like, right just, I, I don't like any of this, you know? So I, that's, that's what jumps to mind. I'm sure there's others. I'm sure there's movies that I will never watch again, but I can't think of them right now. Right. It's like, you know, I've been thinking about that recently. I've been thinking about like going back and revisiting like the two movies that I walked out of, you know, in a movie theater that I actually left in the middle of the movie, which is there's only two of them. And that one of them is National Lampoon's European Vacation. And the other one is uh, a movie with Nicolas Cage and John Lovitz called Trapped in Paradise. Oh, I know that movie. Where three three, three idiot brothers who rob a bank and then get stuck in the town that they robbed the bank in. <clears throat> And then, of course, he falls in love with this girl who turns out to be the bank president's daughter and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, just <laughs> just awful. And uh, but, awful. but it's like I, I almost kind of want to go back to him and see if they're still as bad as bad. As, <laughs> as, as, as they were in the situation. I, I have a feeling 
I have a feeling that the National Lampoon's European Vacation will not fall quite as far as I remember it being or causing me to leave. I just because I feel that 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 movie and I think actually both situations, both situations, I was out with a girl and I think it was a case of there's better things to do than sit here and finish this movie. (laughs) So I think that that was probably the situation on that one. I don't understand what you mean, Steve. Yes, Could you I'm, elaborate I'm, a little, please? I'm, I'm sure you don't. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, bro. All right. Open war with all of you then. I got you. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, Mike, thank you so much for hanging out with us. <laughs> parole. He's got his parole. Yeah. <laughs> your, parole you, is, your, your parole has come through. Yeah. Fly, fly and be free. (laughs) (laughs) Tell your friends about us. We'd love to meet them. (laughs) We'd love to meet them all. (laughs) Guys, I went on this podcast and this (laughs) berated me. (laughs) They shit on my movies I like and they They shit on my movies and they wouldn't let me hang up. (laughs) You shit on my movie, man. You shit on my movie. Sorry, I'll come up with some more, even even worse to uh, put you guys through. There you go. That, everybody, that that's like, that's, that's the way like to look everybody's at favorite challenge with us. It's just like, <laughs> I'll make you guys watch some terrible shit. <laughs> I'm glad my daughter got to see it in a way, because I don't think I've seen her that dumbfounded before. Well, wait, so that so, was, <laughs> I, I might actually feel kind of bad at that. How, do, how old is your daughter? She's 14. She's okay, I don't feel, I don't feel that bad. Do. No, no, no. She was... And she she got a kick out of it. She kept laughing at how you know how much we were not getting into it. <laughs> I mean, she watches a lot of movies for the podcast, so it's it's cool to just you know it doesn't matter what movie it is, good or bad. I like her to experience older films so she gets an appreciation for right. for them, whether I think they're good or bad or whatever. So, especially stuff that you saw in your youth, exactly. Yeah, you know, and had you know have your own thoughts on. I mean, they're like in. the blade, the Blade Runner, and the sequel last week was, you know, that was, that's like top ten movies I've shown, top ten experiences of showing my daughter a movie. Yeah, she, she adored it and was so into it, and that kind of stuff is, you can't beat. So. How would you have felt if she hated it? I would ask her why she didn't like it. Okay, but she, what's wrong with you? Did you ask her why? <laughs> did you ask her why she loved them? Yeah, she just she she loves that there's. Uh, slow and and the story gets really like she's starting to understand the difference between actual science fiction movies and like she asked me is Star Wars a science fiction movie yesterday I told her no it's a western it has science fiction elements but it's not a true science fiction movie and she's starting to understand the difference between well, she, you should also go into the fact that there things could be more than one genre they can but in general, Star Wars is considered a space western, and I, I agree. Well, you just yeah. said space western, so the the yeah, the, I mean the Marv the Mar- but it's not science fiction. The Marvel movies of are not science is. fiction, so you know the Marvel movies? movies. No, they are not science fiction. No, uh, not in a pure sense. I mean, one of them is about a guy who uh, sciences I mean, his way into a suit of armor to become a superhero. That's pretty right. Uh, well, right, but I'm in in the way that that universe you've got a magic world and there's right, so magic. so is alien sci-fi or horror magic it's done so. is alien science fiction or horror uh both 
Alien or Aliens? Aliens was yeah. They're both Alien. Actually, they're both science fiction horror movies. They're both. You see, I don't consider Aliens to be a horror film at all because I don't think it's scary in any way, shape, or form. Oh, I think it's a, nuts. A, a, a first brilliant. time I saw that, I was scared out of my fucking that's mind because you're a big bad wuss. So no, that's not <laughs> okay. Movie's not scary. Mike, yeah. thank you. Mike, like, please uh, let me leave. Please let me leave. Mike, you'll stay till the end of this Aliens. <laughs> it, was a, it was a pleasure to meet you, Mike. We'll talk Thanks, soon. And, uh, and we'll, I will definitely let you know when these are going to air and uh, and we'll get you uh, linked up and everything. All right. Sounds good. All right, Mike. Take care. Bye. Thank you, Mike. Night, guys. Thanks, Mike. Good night. Have a good night. <laughs> you too. So thanks to Fesleyan Music. Please check out our website at cinementalpod.com to listen to all of our previous episodes. And don't forget to download and subscribe to Cinemental wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And you can always listen to new episodes at cinementalpod.com. Also, you can follow us on all the major social media accounts at cinementalpod. For Asan Godwin, Latham Conger III, Mike O'Neill, and myself, we say thank you so much for listening. And as always, in the words of our friend and humanoid duck out of water, Truman Burbank. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.